Welcome to Pokemon Variety Hour, the podcast where we talk about a variety of different Pokemon topics. I am your host, Riley. Oh, excuse me. You're not I'm your excused. Host. I'm your host, Riley, uh, joined by one of my one of my co-hosts. So, some may say that on the lower end of the entertainment quality. This bitch. <laughs> Raging Ginger. This bitch. It's just the two of us. This is a this is a certified hood classic. It's been a while. Uh that it is, but you also don't sound like your balls haven't dropped yet. Because your voice was all the way up here. What last last time it was just the two of us? Yeah, that, that uh, was I believe uh, so, yeah. that was pretty bad. We 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 probably done variety hours with the two of us that we're not thinking of, but like yeah, definitely back back in Pixel's days, my voice was insufferably high. But okay, folks, we got a fucking show to do today. And do the we? first part of that, yeah, we do actually. Um, and the first part of that show, let's talk about what we've been doing in Pokemon. So, Jinji. I will ask on to you. What have you been doing in Pokemon this past week or so since we last recorded? Uh, pretty much Pokemon Go. Cringe. Has uh, been the thing. Uh, big new update came out. Or I guess minor, minor or big update, whatever. I've been trying to find the Galarian birds, but I have not been uh, successful enough. Oh, they have the Galarian birds. Are they like raid bosses or are they just like around? No, they have a, you, you know what the end sense is, right? You activate it. It draws Pokemon towards you. Yeah. Uh, well, they introduce a new one called the daily adventure incense, and it comes once every 24 hours. And once you use it, it's only active for 15 minutes, which sucks. Uh, like yeah, so it only activates every or it's only active for fifteen minutes. If you are still, then you cannot uh or you won't get any sort of spawns at all. Like period, no spawns, you ain't getting shit. Unless if you are moving. And if you are, then you'll get spawns every fuck thirty seconds or so. And this daily adventure incense is the only way that you can get the Galarian birds. And it's been live now for four days, and I've not even encountered a single one yet. Wow. That sounds like a skill issue to me. It sounds like this might be your fault. No, it legitimately is like a, uh, like, you gotta be lucky as fuck, because the catch rate is like 0.3%, and the uh, runaway rate for these birds is fucking 90. Uh-oh. <laughs> well... <laughs> them birds are they're fast they'll dash away if you're not careful exactly yo galarian moltres looks fucking sick <laughs> uh yeah it does i love galarian moltres i gotta i gotta sit down and play the fucking sword and shield dlc just to fucking say that i did it that you do there's a lot of Pokemon shit that I had to do just to say that I did it. Mainly beat the two most recent games of the series, which I have and still have not made decent progress in. Uh, Legends Arceus? Yeah, Legends Arceus and uh, Arceus. BDSP. Gotcha. It's I don't know why I'm avoiding Legends Arceus. It's like, I have this weird like thing where it's like, I know I'll enjoy something. I know that I'll enjoy it, but I'll just avoid it forever. 
for no discernible reason. Because I guess I'll just be more in the mood in that moment to do something else, but then I'll regret forever not fucking doing the thing. And it's just like this endless cycle of pain <laughs> in my own fucking turmoil of my mind. <laughs> I need to play Legends Arceus, is what I'm saying. I need to beat that fucking game. Yeah, just do it. Get it over with, man. And you see, that's exactly... I'll probably end up going through the exact same cycle I went with Sword and Shield, where I was like, I wasn't playing it that much. I was going in my own pace. And then you fuckers started pressuring me, so I just, like, marathoned through two-thirds of the game in, like, two days. Fucking do it! You, you fucks. Fucking peer pressure. Don't be a bitch. It's not, it's not cool. It's not cool, man. Just, just don't be a bitch. Just, just stop. Just stop being a bitch. That's all you gotta do. It's, it's simple. It is simple. Just stop being a bitch. Well, you know what, Jinji? I am a bitch, and I'm proud. <laughs> You're proud to be a bitch. I'm a say, bitch, and I'm say proud. The, say the words. Say the words. I am proud to be a bitch. I'm proud to be a bitch. <laughs> Jason, please splice this and just keep it. Just, just, <laughs> just keep it in your personal files. Bit. I need it. I need the collection of embarrassing shit because, you know, I still got the all I want for Christmas. Yeah, you do. You, don't you have in like your fucking soundboard? Uh, yes, I do. I can turn on my soundboard. If no, like. no, 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 no. That's OK. That's no, are, that are won't you be sure? Necess- no, no, that's fine. That won't be necessary, Gigi. But th- no, it's I, a nice I, I, offer. I think, so. but- I, th- I think so. I mean, it, it, it's, it's no it's no inconvenience to me, Riley. Mm hmm. That thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> uh, so, anything else of note in Pokemon Go or any other Pokemon related things you've done? Um, no, not really. Just uh, waiting very impatiently for uh, Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, that'll be exciting. I'm hope hopefully I'll be able to get into those a little bit more. Um, I don't know if I've done anything Pokemon related this week. I'm pretty sure the answer might literally be nothing. <laughs> oh. Like, we, uh, we're doing Pokemon Ultra Red on Big Guy, Little Guy, but I talked about that last time, and I don't know if we've recorded any more since I talked about it. So I, I, I just really don't. I can't, I can't think of anything that I've done. I'm trying to piece together something. Um... I looked at my Pokemon manga volumes today and I was like, I have these and that's cool. That That's something Pokemon related that I did. <laughs> yeah, I really like the Pokemon manga. I need to I need to bring back Pokemon Corner with Riley. That show died before its time. I even had like a somewhat notable guest on episode two and then it, we just like I just never made an episode three. <laughs> <laughs> I did the I did the first episode. It was like a solo show, but I was like, I'm open to guests, so let's get some guests in here because I'm bad at solo shows. I did the first episode by myself, and then I was contacted by Luke Summerhays from Luke Loves Pokemon, which is a great Pokemon podcast that does have a listener base. And he came on episode two, and then I just never did it again. <laughs> which which if Luke Summerhays ever happens to hear this, uh, I love you, man. I had a good time collabing. I hope you come on this show someday. I might. Invite him via DM. We'll see if he's still interested in uh, another collaboration. Even though our last collaboration killed the show. Oof. Painful. 
didn't actually kill a show. <laughs> he was he was not involved in the killing of the show. But uh, gotcha. Take a shot. Oh God damn it! Don't bring that <laughs> up. That's gonna ruin like my, my whole existence. Ah <laughs> uh, no. Uh oh. I hate when it gets brought up and then I I have to like. Ah! <laughs> it sucks. Uh, um. Damn it! <laughs> no. I I just gotta ignore it. Genji, stop bringing attention to it before I blow a gasket. Uh, <laughs> Bring attention to what? Wait, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Is this a podcast? No. No. I don't think it is. I don't think so. It, it couldn't be really. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't play any Pokemon. Maybe maybe I'll change that soon. Uh I should get back into Fire Red Extended. I really should. I I've just been procrastinating on getting the game updated and shit before I play it again. Um but I should definitely get back to that game cuz it was pretty fun. There's a lot of Pokemon shit I'd like to get back to. I'd like to get back to the competitive Nuzlocke for this show, Anaroo. <laughs> Fucking six months to beat Cycle One. Probably been more <laughs> than six months. He keep, he keeps saying like I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm doing it little by little. <laughs> he does like one stream every three weeks. <laughs> Ouch. It's okay. So uh, stay tuned uh, next decade for the next uh... the next cycle of the competitiveness. Yep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not trying to shit on Anaru. Anaru is a big, busy guy, but it is humorous that like he hasn't he hasn't given up. He hasn't kind of even like Riley. This Nuzlocke ain't happening. Every, every time we talk about it, he's like, "I'm gonna do it," and he'll do like a little bit, like once, and then it'll just go dark for months at a time. I guess I just have to like DM about it every day, and then maybe someday we'll get through the first cycle. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's about it for what we've been doing in Pokemon. So, Jinji, ready for the fucking topic? Ready for what? The topic. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jinji, what are we talking about today? Um... We're talking about how your favorite Pokemon ever is Quilladin. Yeah, he's great. Love him. Uh, definitely not the most disgusting creature ever to walk the earth in fiction or reality. Uh, <laughs> just a great guy overall. No, but uh, didn't you say it was uh, top 10 anime characters? Oh, yeah. Top 10 anime characters. That's what I said. In the Pokemon universe, asshole. No, I said at top ten at characters in any Pokemon media at all. <laughs> oh, the Pokemon medium. I thought you, you were talking just anime. No. <laughs> Oops. Okay, you know what? This still translates well for video games anyway. Yeah, the, this probably some match. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so we both got top ten lists. It's, it's been a little bit since we've done top ten on this show. Um, I think the last one was top 10 anime episodes with me and Penguin. Cause I know I did top 10 Pokemon alone, but I think that was before that. And I, I don't remember any others that we've done. 
But anyway, yeah, we're going over the top 10 uh, characters in Pokemon media, uh, human characters, so no Pokemon. Um, yeah. So, Jinji, who's your number 10? All right. Um, this guy is very specifically in the anime, and he is so incredibly busted, overpowered, and quite frankly, the anime writers were smoking some crack when they decided to make this happen. Motherfucking Tobias. Oh my god! Fuck that guy. And also, for clarification, you guys, Tobias was a trainer that Ash fought back in the Sinnoh League. We've only seen two out of his full party of six. His first Pokemon was a fucking Darkrai. And when Ash finally managed to beat it, he sent out a fucking Latios. To be fair, you gotta give credit where credit is due for Ash. Tobias in this entire rest of the tournament, including the finals after he beats Ash, nobody even like gets close to defeating his Darkrai. Uh, Ash defeats his Darkrai and defeats his Latios in a tie with his last Pokemon. Still, though, Tobias overpowered as fuck. For sure. I mean, Ash I only would, got through two I of his Pokemon. I want to see his legitimate full team, so I wonder if, it's like... It's probably just a bunch of legendaries. Maybe maybe a pseudo or two. Watch, he had a Mel Metal in the background just, just because Tobias is Tobias. I mean, they can canonically say whatever they want after the fact. They can be like, yeah, he actually had... Because they are establishing within Pokemon canon that these other regions do exist within the same point in time. Um, and they established that in like the Pokemon I Choose You uh, series movies and shit. So yeah, they could retroactively, they could bring Tobias back in Journeys and reveal that his party is full of legendaries from like later games. Watchy has a Maridon too. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know if they give him covered legendaries though, because he had like mythic type legend okay you know we thought that they wouldn't give mythicals to fucking people but look at him yeah but he has dark and latios and those are both like secondary legendaries or mythicals so i don't think he'd have box art legends my man probably has like a caldeo in the back anyway who's your uh who's your number 10 right, my number 10 is a bit of a weird one a lot of people don't like this character a lot, and I, I think Gigi might be included in that crowd. He seems, he seems like he would be a cringe hater of this character. My number 10 is one of the... Is it four or five? I believe it's four. One, one of the four rivals in Pokemon X and Y. One Miss Shauna. I don't have anything against Shauna. I just think Shauna is, like, the most delightful like supporting character in Pokemon games. She just has like this. I swear to God, if you, if you bring up the fucking fireworks scene, I'm going to slap you. I mean, the fireworks scene is very sweet and it's like a very genuine moment with her and the protagonist. It feels, it makes the story feel a lot more like alive that they're having this real emotional moment, like regardless of the romantic context existing or not existing. It's just a really genuine and sweet moment. But yeah, like, I, d I just love her personality. She's just always bringing the smiles. She's just she's very charming. Um, and obviously, the two classifications of Rival are, like, the, the more, like, edgy, badass ones who actually kick ass, which, spoiler alert, one of them is higher on my list. Um, and then there's, you know, the more energetic, like, friendly Rivals. And I think Shauna 
wins that category with spades. She's much more charming than uh, Barry or you. I'd say a little bit more charming than like Hal. A lot more charming than fucking Hop. Fuck Hop. <laughs> Hop's a loser. Hop better uh, hop on out of here. Hop's, Hop's character arc is maybe I do suck and maybe that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, Shauna's really just really fun, really delightful. And I think she's a good way to start off this top 10 list. Uh, so with that, Jinji, what is your number nine? I have Skyla. Okay, that's an interesting choice. Elaborate. I mean, not only do I think Skyla's design is fun and it kind of she she's a better uh, uh, Winona, in my yeah. opinion. That and her gym the first time going through black and white. Holy shit, it's on point. Yeah, her gym it, is fucking sick. That is true. Being that and in the middle of a fucking airport, too, on top of that, like fucking bravo. Yeah, for sure. Also, um, morbidly, morbidly, it would be fucked up if <laughs> a plane is taking off and here comes a 10 year old going to fight the gym. And this is your captain speaking. Um, unfortunately, we're going to have to turn around and land because some dumbass 10 year old decided to walk in front of a moving plane and he done got run over. Uh oh. Or he gets sucked into the engine. Oh, God. And that, kids, is where Litwick comes from. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, just think like about the, it. Just, like just think about it, man. The ghost, tower is the, near, the ghost tower is near Skyla's gym. It, it can't be just a coincidence. It's, it's true. Uh, put on your game theory hats, folks. I think we got something here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my, uh, that's my number nine. All right. Hopefully, as these entries get higher, we have a little more to say. Um, number nine for me is uh, Lusamine from Sun and Moon. Because Lus- I just love the vibe. The- I-, I just love this classification of villain. The just like fucking crazy, fucking just wacky, insane. Just like no regard for anything but her own twisted goals <laughs> just a complete fucking whack job i love that vibe that is one of my favorite classifications of villains and i think lucimine pulls it off very well sun and moon are are probably the best games or one of the best games in terms of story um that shines shines through here in their antagonist just being just such a vibe also would totally smash <laughs> also is, is another detail uh, <laughs> yeah i just love that she's absolutely fucking insane and she wants to get the ultra beasts and do shit and she's she's fucking awesome she's crazy and i love it a lot so number nine is certainly lucid me and i think she earns that spot uh all right Jinji, what's your number eight uh alder Ooh, that's a good choice and the uh the reason why I went with Alder in particular is just like the first the first run through really of black and white. I like the diversity of Alder's team plus the design man he he gives me he gives me Jiraiya vibes from Naruto yes, yes, he is literally Jiraiya. 
That is exactly how I imagine him. Because, like, I, I haven't watched enough of the black and white anime for his anime personality to, like, stick in my mind that much. So, like, when I think of Alder, I just hear Jiraiya's voice. Like, that is the voice I have in my head for the character when I play black and white. Uh, you know what? Let me find out. English voice actor. Uh... I doubt it's the same. I think he, I, I remember him sounding different in the anime. Than he did in my fantasy brain world. Nope, different people. Yeah, I figured. But that yeah. in justice theme, man, because the first run through of Volcarona, I was thinking, you know, more among the lines of what the fuck is that thing? Yeah, Alder's got a pretty crazy team. Um, and I just love I, I I love for him that he just he's the Pokemon champion. And then he retires and just becomes like a traveling hobo who teaches kids how to Pokemon. I, I love that for him. <laughs> what a fucking hero. He's living his best life. Traveling hobo. He's a traveling Pokemon sensei hobo. Alder doesn't have a house. He just goes around and he fucking shows up in black and white too. And he's like, yo, what's up? Yo, I'm, help me teach these kids how to Pokemon train. Yo, now I'm in this city. He, he's just a fucking wandering hobo. <laughs> and I love it. Anyway, anything else to say? Or is it time for my number eight? I think it's time for your number eight. My number eight is Looker from Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, folks. Looker, love the energy. Love this guy. He's this fucking bumbling cop in over his head, and he just wants to make a friend, and he, he, he keeps talking to the protagonist, and every time he do, they, do, they do his job for him, and he's like, what the fuck? What happened here? Oh my, you beat the guys? Whoa. And it's just like, he's this presence all throughout Pokemon Platinum. And he's just so fun. And he's just such, like, a good guy. Just, like, very endearing. Um, And also, he's had staying power. Like, he's been in the post-game of several other Pokemon games in different generations. Like, I'm not the only one who has this affiliation for Looker, because they keep fucking bringing him back. Until... Until Sword and Shield, which is a fucking missed opportunity. I've talked about this before, but Looker definitely should have been involved in like the, like the the Eternata shit. Not the Etern. What the fuck was the post game thing in Sword and Shield that I'm thinking about? Uh, Isle of Armor. No, no, not Crown Isle of Tundra. Armor. The no, no, no not the LC. No, not not the LC. Oh. I'm talking about the post game. Sorbert and Shieldbert, something like that. No, 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 or maybe fuck. Like Gigantamax Pokemon show up at like gyms and shit, and like you work with like gym leaders and shit, and like you investigate it. You know? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that ties in with Zacian and Zamazenta. Yeah, yeah, okay, exact. Because you don't get them until the post game. So yes, I think with them do- running this like little investigation of Gigantamax Pokemon, that would have been the perfect place to slot in looker and it's a very missed opportunity that they didn't because up until that point looker was in like every game <laughs> so it sucked they didn't take that opportunity to throw men in sword and shield but listen for, first you first you get rid of half of my pokemon then you get rid of looker come on come on come on come on at least give me looker you know, take away my national decks, at least give me the funny cops. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, Looker, very endearing, very funny. Love that guy. Uh, Jinji, what's your number seven? 
my number seven is the man growing up that I could never find out for certain if his eyes were open or not. Oh. Who do you think that is? That would be Brock. Yeah, that indeed. That'd be the guy who turns his frying pan into a drying pan. <laughs> I mean, I kind of kind of went with him because, I mean, God, it's just his first gem. I'm going to use your word is uh, iconic. Yeah, that, that know, is my the, word in the first gem. <laughs> it's true. Um, and also kind of ties in with Pokemon Masters a bit, because one of my favorite Pokemon is uh, Tyranitar. And Brock's uh, Cygna suit in Pokemon Masters gives him a Tyranitar. So that's okay, uh, that's pretty lit. It's pretty cool, and it's just whenever I think of Pokemon, Brock and Misty are all are typically one of the first few people that always uh, pop up for me. You see, that's interesting because I. I obviously love Brock and Misty. I love the original series of Pokemon, but it's not necessarily like my first exposure. Cause like I was a child in like a different generation than you. You're like, what? Like six or seven years older than me. Right. Yeah. Um, and diamond and Pearl was airing or like the end of the end of like battle frontier beginning of diamond and Pearl was what was airing when I was a kid. So when I, I, I think more about like, dawn or like may than i do misty and brock well i think about brock because brock was always there but like misty is not even the first like female companion i think of which is weird because a lot of the people i talk to grew up with the first generation of pokemon and ash misty and drock drock fuck ash Ash, misty and brock uh were the the classic trio but they weren't they weren't my first yeah, Brock is Brock is very charming. He had a lot of staying power too. He was in the anime for like ever. I wonder why they finally decided to get rid of him. It it seems like they had know. committed to him for a long time. <laughs> well, I guess it was like black and white was supposed to be a soft reboot of Pokemon. So they cut they finally cut the tie with Brock and gave him a whole new cast for the anime. And then that became mm-hmm. the tradition after black and white. Anything else to say? Mm, no, not really. And my number seven. So I realized I, I was thinking about this and I'm like, all right, I feel obligated to put a game protagonist on this list. However, they're, they're not really known for like their personality and their character. But I, I thought about it and there's one, there's one glaring exception, one Pokemon protagonist that although is still silent because we've never had a talking Pokemon protagonist, he's still silent, but he conveys a sense of personality that you can feel. Can can you guess what I'm going to say? Pikachu. Yes, in my human Pokemon characters top ten list. Here, here's Pikachu, folks. Uh-huh. No, I knew it. Number seven is Wes from Pokemon Coliseum. Okay, all right. This motherfucker, we get we get a glimpse into who he is. He's a he's a he's a fucking action hero. He gives no fucks. He's a he's a fucking badass, but he's he's also got a soft side. He cares about Rui. He cares about the people of Ore, and he just wants what's best for everybody. But he's a fucking like sick badass, and he'll fucking e- turn away from an explosion because that's how cool he is. 
And it's just like you can you can feel that Wes is a real character, even though they don't let him talk, because of course they don't, because Pokemon is afraid to do interesting things. Uh, but yeah, I think Wes is the perfect example of a po- of a silent protagonist that actually feels like a character. And he's really fucking cool. And he kicks ass, and it's great. And there's not a lot to say, because again, he is a silent character. Um, but it, it feels it feels like you're you're following the story of somebody who's actually interesting, despite the fact they're not saying anything, and you don't really know that much about them. But you get just is enough. That, he's edgy as fuck. Yeah, he's he's super edgy. I, I love the edge. Uh, and, and you know, and we're similar mind here. Because yeah. uh, my number six, you might as well just jump straight into your number six. But uh, <laughs> mine was West. Holy shit! <laughs> Damn. Again, same same things. He's edgy as fuck. Jay has a good heart for those around him, and he is a badass motherfucker that steals Pokemon. Fuck, fuck oh, stealing candy yeah. from babies. Stealing no, Pokemon from stealing bad Pokemon. people. <laughs> and it's because of Wes that I am now stealing Pokemon from bad people in Pokemon Go. Yeah, the shadow Pokemon. Which I will forever have a shadow Mewtwo that I will never purify. Because <laughs> you'd be dumb Hell to yeah. purify it. You would be dumb to purify it, it's true. But my number six is an anime character. The only the only anime character that ended up on my list actually. Um, this character is literally just Ash Ketchum within the Pokemon anime starring Ash Ketchum. This character is just Ash Ketchum, but better. C- can you Richie. guess what I'm gonna say? Richie, no. Fucking Richie. No, no, no. Because Richie's cool, but he's only in a couple episodes. This character, we actually follow their story. It begins very similar to Ashes, even though they don't end up going down the same Go? path. But no, no, no. Uh, which I've heard good things about Go, but I have not seen Journeys. Then I have no idea. Now, I- I'm exaggerating when I say literally just Ash Ketchum, but the character similarities are there. My number six is May. Um, May is Bay. May is, in fact, Bay. May from the anime. She. Her journey starts in, I think, a very similar way to Ash. She's a very, she's a similar character, but she's a bit more endearing and like actually, because Ash was insufferable when when he started his journey. He was just an absolute fucking snot. Like, I I want to punch Ash from early Indigo League. <laughs> that that kid deserves to get pushed out down a flight of stairs. And and May is like, she's got hints of that. She's, you know, she's an arrogant kid. She's only 10 years old. She's starting her Pokemon journey. But she start, she starts very quickly um, growing into this sort of more mature role. And her mentor is Ash Ketchum. And that also works as a double where it shows how, bi- how much Ash has grown. Traveling with Misty and Brock all this time. He's learned to become a good person. And he... Uh, he, he uh, gives that to May and May quicker picks on, up on that and just following May's journey as like she grows up she be, she gets in all the pokemon contests her 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 little torchic turns into a big old blaziken and she starts kicking ass it's 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 really endearing and i love it and i think May 
is one of the best like main characters from the anime, or really the best main character from the anime, in my opinion, which I know is controversial. Well, speaking, speaking of May, and I'll post this in, uh, you know, I'll send it to you in a uh, DM, Riley, but it's funny mm-hmm. you bring up May because uh, a new uh, sync pair with May came out in Pokemon Masters. Just Ooh. sent it to you in a DM. Let's see it. Let's see it. I'll give it a look. Once my phone realizes that I have new messages. Yo! Got the Sigma suit May. Love this fit. Love this for her. And we got Blaziken. What is good? Hell yeah, that's awesome. Master seems like genuinely really cool and like a love letter to the Pokemon franchise. But the thing oh, is... It very, it very much is. But again, it's also a mobile game. and it It's also ends. like... It's also gotcha shit. Like, that's oh, yeah. the thing. That's That's literally what most anime gacha games are like you could say the same thing about both dragon ball z games uh probably some other franchise games too where it's just like so much there's so much shit here and it's all like this genuine love letter to pokemon but it's locked behind this malicious free-to-play gacha system and it makes it very hard to get into without becoming frustrated well, that's not a problem for you because you're a full-fledged mobile hoodlum and you'll play these games until you die <laughs> Uh, yep, pretty much. Anyway, yeah, my number six is May from the anime love lover character arc, wonderful character. Um, so we're we're here breaking the top five. So Jinji, let's get to the top half of your list. Who's your number five character? ETSD. Um, very hard not to snap my DS in half growing up as a kid fighting this person. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> Fucking Cynthia in her oh, goddamn guard That's not what I was expecting, but okay. What do you think I was going to say? Whitney? <laughs> nah. Nah. That's the meme about Whitney is you snap your DS and you like break your Game Boy because of her tank. Nah, man. Cynthia. Cynthia and her fucking Garchomp. Fair enough. Pretty tough. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the, the music for Cynthia is one of the best soundtracks in Pokemon, hands down. Oh, for sure. But it's just the diversity of her team, how just team. bullshit insanity with that fucking Garchomp. I mean, that Garchomp does kick ass unless you have a single snowflake <laughs> that, that can graze upon its skin. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Cynthia, man, that and who doesn't like her design? Look at her. Great design. Uh, I like what we see of her character, but I don't think she's fleshed out. She wasn't fleshed out enough. That's kind of why she ended up not being on my list. Um, but what we do have in terms of like personality for her is is good. I do like Cynthia a lot. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my number five. All right, breaking the top half of the list. My number five is silver from gold silver and crystal one of the best examples of real genuine character development in the entire series of pokemon through your actions through you continuing to beat the shit out of him and team rocket and everybody else who comes across you silver learns what it means uh, to work with your pokemon as a team rather than using them as tools and we see this transformation in his character slowly but surely throughout the game which culminates in when you meet him in the post game um, and he he's come to terms with Pokemon are his friends. He's learned to work with his Pokemon as a true team. And they also show that subtly 
because he's had a gold bat the whole fucking game because he mistreats his Pokemon. And then finally in this post game fight, he has a Crobat because friendship evolution. It's so yep. good. It's great character development. And that's a great way to show it subtly too with the Crobat. And it's just, it's just a great, great character. Like, I think people underestimate the, the number of like great endearing, like character development characters there are in Pokemon uh, media and silver is a really good example. And obviously as we get higher on my list, we're going to have other examples as well. Um, but, but Genji number four N. wow. Number four <laughs> spoilers N N might be somewhere on my list too, but it's a little <laughs> bit higher. <laughs> uh, just the, the character development from N from the start of black and white leading up all the way to, you know, the end. You think this mysterious motherfucker, like, what's his goal? And I don't I don't think he's truly the bad guy here. I want to I want to say I want to save how I describe N for when I talk about him. So I'm going to I'm going to hold my tongue for now. That and I liked how he got the other legendary, the one that we did not get. That is cool, for sure. That and it's just the overall character arc design of him. Like, I'm happy with how N turned out. That and he was pretty good in the anime, too, for that matter. He kind of confused me in the anime. Was he like anything or was he just like a guy they knew? Just like a guy they met and knew. And like he had no real ties to like Team Plasma or anything. Uh not that my memory serves correctly, but I could be. Team Plasma's like not even I think they're in the black and white anime. From what I've heard, they're in the black and white anime for one special, and it's a special we never got. Like there was a Japanese only special that I think was like banned in America because it had like bombings or something. Jesus. Like, I think Team Plasma blew some shit up, and America was like, nah, man, we can't have that. But yeah, that's uh, that's mine. My number four is Green from the Pokemon Adventures manga. Green is a character that I took a liking to from a very young age when I first discovered the manga. She's just that type of character. She's got the sass factor, you know? She's this like, she's this this like little girl. She looks so innocent, but in reality, she's this fucking like grifter thief. And I just love like the the comedic element of her just like scamming Red <laughs> throughout the story, and like scamming Team Rocket, and just like being being a general nuisance, but in a very like charming way. Yeah, green green is green is the best. One of one of my early waifus as a child. Uh, I, I I was very much into green reading that manga when I was a kid. You know, yeah. she's 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 got something going on. That that scene there's literally a scene in the Pokemon Adventures manga where she <laughs> If I if I'm remembering this correctly, I'm remembering the main thing correctly, but I, I believe the reasoning behind it was literally she was fighting Sabrina. And she wanted to distract Sabrina while she was fighting her to give herself the advantage. So she put Pokeballs in her shirt to make it look like she had big tits and then made Sabrina jealous. Jesus. And then 
And then she like, in the end, she like rips out the Pokeballs and they have like her secret weapon Pokemon and she wins the battle. It, it's pretty wacky. The, the Avengers manga in general is so fucking wacky and good. And it's not in its early stages. It was not afraid uh, to have a little bit more mature humor. Uh, rest in peace at Arbok. Yeah, that Arbok got fucking sliced, bro. <laughs> Rip in peace or in pieces. Like, no, in guys, this case. we are not exaggerating. A Arbok legitimately died because it a, got a cut in half. A zombie Arbok gets cut into pieces by a Charmeleon. Can we please it's, it's get fucking a fucking metal. anime of the manga? The manga literally should have just been the anime, and I'll talk about that more when I get a little bit farther up the list, so stay tuned. Um, but yeah, my number four is Green. She'll always hold a special place in my heart. I just love her character. Just always a delight. Green is is the best. Um, so Jinju, who's your number three? Steven Stone. Okay. Not only does he have a cool, sleek design, the motherfucker has a badass team. Granted, nice theme. You know, he started started off as the champion, and then he got so bored of the position, he decided to give it to some whack job motherfucker that doesn't deserve it. <laughs> what, Wallace? <laughs> yeah, fuck Wallace, dude. What's wrong with Wallace? <laughs> Steven is the true Hoenn champion. I mean, I'm not going to dispute that, but I don't think Wallace is bad. <laughs> but no, like, he, he got so bored from being the champion, he's like, nah, I'm going to follow in Red's footsteps and become the hidden fight. I mean, I don't That's know about I'm hidden fight. Do. I don't remember if you do that in Black and White too. but I guess, didn't Alder do the same thing? Uh, was, you're just maybe. like, yeah, I'm bored. Hey, Iris, you, you take over. <laughs> I'm going to go be a traveling hobo. I could be a traveling hobo. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, that's my uh, number three, honestly. I mean, can't can't say much more on Steven. He was a fun fight in both Gen 3 and onward. He had an even better team, honestly, during the World Tournament in Black and White. Dude, the World Tournament is so fucking cool. Like, we, we need that again. We do, we do. But I number three. Here, here's a real shocker. It's another manga character. <laughs> Go it's, figure. It's not even the last one either. But uh, number three is Yellow from the Pokemon Adventures manga. Yellow is this super charming and endearing kid who has a very, she's very close to her Pokemon. Like they are a family. And it's and it's like so sweet and genuine. And Yellow just has this kinship with this team that she's built of these little baby Pokemon that she doesn't want to evolve because she's like scared of them evolving and like becoming scary. She just wants to be friends with these Pokemon forever. And then she gets fucking dragged into this insane conflict that she has no business being a part of where the evil Kanto Elite Four, which I fucking love that they made the Elite Four evil in the manga. That was the most debased decision ever. And the yellow arc of the manga is so fucking sick because the Elite Four, they trick Red, they kidnap him. I think they freeze him in ice or something. And then Pika... Red's Pikachu finds Yellow, and Yellow gets dragged into this fucking conflict, 
and she has to help Red's Pikachu rescue Red with her team of fucking babies. <laughs> um, and eventually she has to, she, she loses possession of her Pokedex, or she has Red's Pokedex, which is brought to her by Pikachu. Um, and she loses the possession of Red's Pokedex, which means she can't cancel evolutions anymore. Because they actually... Ex- it's so wild, the shit the manga actually explains with logic. They explain the pressing the B button to not evolve your Pokemon thing. There's a button on the Pokedex that lets you like send out like a wave that stops them from evolving. Um, and Yellow's been doing that throughout the whole story, and then she has to let all of her Pokemon evolve, and then she realizes... No, these are still my friends. They're still the same, even though they've grown and gotten stronger. I've also grown and gotten stronger, and we're all still a family. And Yellow fucking succeeds with the help of Bill and of Blue um, and of some other allies, uh, the Kanto gym leaders and such. Uh, she does successfully save Red. And Yellow is just such an inspiring character. She has such a genuine kinship with her Pokemon in a way that I don't think a lot of other characters do. It just feels like she doesn't even consider them like like pets in any extent. They're just like her friends, like in the in the purest sense of the word, even though they're just like these little creatures that only say their own name. Yeah, yellow yellow's very, very inspiring, very charming. Love her to death. That's my number three. Uh, now, Gingy, we're getting to your runner up. So what's the number two? My number two is May. Okay, wow. She is my favorite companion. Uh, let alone, and again, Riley, you hit all of the the points early on. She had a fantastic story. Just overall character development. That and fun fact: the English voice actress of May was also the voice actress of Ash in the original original season wait no that's not right is it no that is correct miss veronica taylor was also may's voice actress okay she was voicing ash and may at the same time okay that that makes sense that tracks i thought you were saying that veronica taylor voiced may post cast change after she wasn't voicing ash anymore and i was like that's not right (laughs) but No, sir. Yeah, I can, I can see it. I guess I never really paid attention to the voice cast, but yeah, she. Hey, uh, shout out to Veronica Taylor because she is talented enough that I didn't figure it out right away. But I do, I do thinking about it, I do hear the similarities. That's it for me. All right, my number two is not a manga character, <laughs> which you could figure out earlier. I said there's another manga character, so this will be the last one that's not a manga character. <laughs> my number two is N, who you've already talked about, Jinji. Um, and to give my sort of nuanced thoughts on N and why he's the the most like interesting character in all of Pokemon video games, he's the most amazing example of a sympathetic villain. Like, they, they try to do sympathetic villains in stories, and a lot of times they kind of make, make sacrifices with their character that makes them not that sympathetic anymore. Um, with N, it's like the whole time he's just... He's convinced of his ideals. He was groomed into thinking the wrong thing was the right thing. And he has the he has the best of intentions at heart. He thinks he is the hero. And he thinks you, the player, are misguided and want bad things to happen. So, and is doing what he thinks is protecting the best interest of the world the entire game. 
Um, but then he realizes what he's doing is wrong. He realizes that his adopted father betrayed him all along. Um, and he realizes the error of his ways and he fucking, he, it's not like he sticks to his guns. Like a lot of villains do in that sort of situation. He, he realizes the error of his ways and it's, it's truly a tragic story that ends whole life was a lie pretty much. And also he has a sick fucking boss fight. And he does. So yeah, and definitely earns the runner-up spot. Completely awesome. My favorite character in Pokemon video games. So Jinji, it's time to hear who your favorite character is and why it's Ash Ketchum, because you're predictable and I can read it on your face. Go fuck yourself. It is the man who is the myth, the legend, who is the absolute fucking monster. Mr. Red hey, it's himself. Not Ash Ketchum. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with Red. Not only was he the secret boss in gold, silver, and crystal, heart gold, soul silver, what have you, and he has the highest level Pokemon, you know, in the in, in the fucking eighties. Um it's just that that fight itself was so memorable in my mind, fighting Red for the first time on the top of Mount Silver. Sure. Let alone that, the man got his own fucking anime series, you know, in Pokemon Origins. So don't forget that. Um, in Pokemon Masters, he is quite literally on a squad that I have put together. Like, I have him maxed out. His his uh, sync, sync move strength is maxed out at level 5 out of 5. I have his Cygna or his Cygna suit unlocked. Everything's maxed out. He is on a team and he is my main attacker, but I, he's on a team that I called team nuke because literally blast burn is a fucking nuke in Pokemon masters. And it's just, it's fucking red, man. Doesn't red talk in Pokemon masters. He made one, one comment. And for yeah, life, it's me, like this, it's this crazy scene where like they they're like he could talk. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that cutscene on YouTube and being like, "This is actually awesome." But yeah, that well, that's my number one is Red himself. There you go, Genji. Now, great minds think alike, but we're not quite in the same avenue. I swear to God, if you say Ash, I'm leaving right now. No, 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 no. My favorite character is also Red. Specifically, Red from the Pokemon Adventures manga. Oh, okay. So, Red is everything that Ash should have been. And that's why I said earlier, the Pokemon Adventures manga is perfect and it should have been the anime. The story is so great and Red is just such a great protagonist. He's everything Ash should be. Very, very similar in concept. Red is this overconfident, cocky kid who's starting his Pokemon adventure... He's got the whole world ahead of him, and he's he's super confident. But he actually backs it up to an extent. He actually has the skills to pay the bills in in some ways. But he's also made to eat humble pie, obviously, because that the ego can't go unchecked. He has to go through some level of character development. But it's just this endearing combination of him, you know, learning to be more mature, but also being a badass and becoming just becoming this actually really good Pokemon trainer. And then he fucking wins the championship at the end, as he should. And then he 
and then they switch main characters, which makes sense within the Pokemon uh, series and was a great move with the manga. But they also keep him around like he shows up sometimes. It's not one one anime series ends and the other begins and you never see any of the companions again except for one episode. Uh, Red and co become involved in stories later in the Pokemon manga. And Red is a really great character. A very fun main character to follow. I wish I, we could see the full Red and his Pokemon Adventures manga form in an anime. Because Pokemon Origins is great, but I feel like Red was like too much of a goody two-shoes in a way. Like he did, he didn't have that level of edge that like Ash had in the original series and that Red has in the manga where it makes them like endearing to follow. Like like a main character like you know Sonic the Hedgehog or like my my example. I don't know if you ever seen the original Beyblade series, Jinji? Maybe. Maybe okay. once. Maybe once. Red the voice I imagine for Red when I read the manga is Tyson, the protagonist from Beyblade. Literally very similar characters in terms of like personality and i love that i just love that personality applied to the pokemon world red is just so good in the manga the, the adventures manga should have been the anime it, it should be everything fuck literally all, all other pokemon media the pokemon adventures manga is perfect but yeah that that's easily my number one pick uh red from the pokemon adventures manga is the main character we all deserve but yeah, I guess that's uh, that's it. Any any final thoughts you want to share, Genji, before we move on to your overall overall list? Solid list. Okay, I I I, I, I thought your list is pretty good. It took some interesting turns that I wasn't expecting. Uh, some names I wasn't expecting to hear. Skyla was a very interesting pick. I agree, she's great, but it's like one you wouldn't expect. Yeah, I, I liked your list. I liked your list a lot. Uh, yours, I, I was not expecting manga characters, but I don't know why you would not. You you know me. You've talked to me for more than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, are you ready for the next? Segment? Yes, it's time for Jinji's favorite part of the episode. Although maybe not anymore, but he's doing it anyway. <laughs> Take it away. Who's that Pokemon? All right. Um. As we have always been doing, and also thank you to the now six-year-old correspondent, Riley. You got fifteen you questions. Who the Pokemon is? Well, I'm saying it anyway. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Riley, you got fifteen questions. All right. Uh, uh, let me pull up a calculator before you ask your first question, so I can keep track. Right. Uh, go ahead. Is this Pokemon one of the starter types? It is not. Okay. Is this Pokemon dual type? Nope. All right. Single typing then. Uh, single typing, not a starter type. Is this Pokemon part of an evolutionary line? Yes. Does this Pokemon evolve? No. Has this Pokemon evolved? Yes. Wait, that was a useless question. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, final form, single type, not fire, water, or grass. Is this Pokemon... God damn it. 
difficult doing it by yourself. It is. It really is. Uh, is this Pokemon? I got to determine what type it is and what region it's from, but it's going to be hard to do both of those in 15 questions unless I get like it lucky. So what am I tackling? All right, region, I have a better chance statistically. So I'm going to start, I'm going to start throwing, throwing those out there. Um, is this Pokemon native to the Sinnoh region? No. The Kanto region? Nope. The <laughs> Unova region? Nope. How many questions do I have left? You got seven left. I got seven left and <laughs> five regions left. Shit. Um, <laughs> what have I already said? Sinnoh, Unova? No, Unova, Sinnoh, or Kanto. Sino, Unova, Sino, or Kanto. Okay, Genji. Yep. <laughs> um, Johto. Yes. Yes. Okay. Has it evolved? No, no, no. no. Has evolved. Wait. <laughs> Explain that to me again. What have I figured out? You've already established that it does not evolve, and it has already evolved. Okay, so there's a final form Pokemon. How many questions do I have left? Six. All right, that's. I think that'll be sufficient if I get lucky enough. First of all, is this Pokemon part of a three-stage evolutionary line? No. Okay, two-stage. I had to. I had to really think about that one. Uh, no. I don't like no, that no, you no. have to think about that one. <laughs> Maybe I'm just saying that to throw you off. Oh, I have a theory. A game theory? I, I I do, in fact, have a game theory. Uh, so I guess this is time where I'm going to throw uh, types out there. And I have two types in particular that are going to lead me into maybe the suspicion that I have. Is this Pokemon dark type? Yes. Ooh. I think I know what it is. I think I know what it is. Just fucking say it. Is it Umbreon? <laughs> Off episode, I want to talk about maybe changing, spicing this up a bit. But yes, thank you to our six-year-old correspondent, Pokemon of the episode. It's National Dex number 197, Umbreon, the Moonlight Pokemon. It's Silver Pokedex entry stage. When darkness falls, it's a pretty fucked up movie, by the way, uh, the rings on its body begin to glow, striking fear into the hearts of anyone nearby. You're going to want to go with a, oh, the, uh, the base stats, of course, uh, 95 HP, 65 attack, 110 in defense, 60 in special attack, 130 in special defense, 65 in speed. You are going to want to typically run a defensive set, uh, either running heavy duty boots or leftovers, calm nature, 252 EVs in HP, foreign defense, 252 special defense, foul play, wish, protect, and heal bell. And if you're wanting to run one in Pokemon Go, I would suggest, I mean, it has a limited uh, moveset anyway in in Pogo because it's a uh, EV evolution and all the EV evolutions typically do not have a good moveset. So you're going to want to run Snarl as your quick move and you're going to want to run uh, Dark Pulse 
with either Psychic or Last Resort as the second charge move. Okay. I, I love Umbreon. Umbreon's just like a bulky tank, and I love just like stalling people out. Toxic stalling Umbreon is a very fun set uh, in like campaign. I don't know how necessarily viable it is in most competitive persuasions, but it, it's a very fun set to meme the game with. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that, that's that is. that's Pokemon of the episode, huh? Uh that is indeed. All right. Well, we got no quiz, girls, so we got no quiz and no fucking voicemails. Send us voicemails, damn it! Somebody out there, you gotta, you people can talk, right? I see people are listening. Send a voicemail. We don't bite. We we want to hear from our listeners. We want to know you're real. So yeah, send us a voicemail. The voicemail number is in the description. Please do, for the love of God, because I'm tired of hearing him, bitch. I gotta, I gotta fucking give the call to action. Somebody's gonna hear this, and it'll be like, oh fuck, I gotta leave a voicemail. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday, somebody's gonna listen to this episode and be like, maybe I should leave a voicemail. And then my job will be done. And that's why I do it, every episode. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you for listening uh, once again to Pokemon Variety Hour. We're back on the weekly grind after that little bit of a break a while ago. Um, where we're back, we're back in it. Um, an episode is happening next week. Uh, I already have tentative plans. So yeah, tune in for more Pokemon Variety Hour. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, Jinji, where can our listeners find you? Well, I am the backup host. Because I guess that's my my shtick this time around. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at Raging Gingy. I have a few shows myself. Pixels, Polygons, and Fun is the main one. Uh, we've been having a little bit of a impromptu extended Pixels vacation, but we just recorded uh, episode one ninety one, and as a treat for everyone, uh, I published it uh, as of today, as of recording. So it's live now. Uh, on the 29th when it should have gone up on the 1st. So go listen to 191. I also have Pop Shock Peeps. Uh, We are kind of, you know, me and the other hosts were, you know, going through some stuff. It's still a thing. We are going to record more episodes. That's pretty much it for for me. All right. Holy shit, I just had a fucking, like, heart attack. (laughs) It wouldn't have been that big of a deal. I thought I stopped the Craigs, but my phone scrolled up to a previous <laughs> Craig note from like a previous episode. I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah, Jinji, you're you're not the you're not the backup host. You're just the you're the you're the number one second choice as as wow. the, the game grumps joke. <laughs> it has you see as a matter of convenience lately. As a Convenient. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I'm explaining to the audience. So, as a matter of convenience lately, you may have noticed that most of my episodes, uh, most of the episodes for the past few months have been me and Miss Penguin Mage, just because I just find it the most convenient to hit up Penguin and be like, hey, when are we recording? And then we set up a recording and we do it. I like Penguin as a co host. So, um, it just, that's always been the e- easiest thing with PVH. We've gone through a couple eras. Like there was the era where it was just me and Odin for a while. There was the era where it was just me and Anaru for a while. Um, and now it's been me and Penguin for a while, just because that's a convenient way to schedule. But <laughs> a Penguin canceled on me literally three times this week. So I had to be like, Gingy, please. <laughs> <laughs>
And he's lucky I legitimately had nothing to do tonight. It's Otherwise, I, I was I was going to go stream, and, and this is not Pokemon related. I was going to go continue streaming Mega Man because I'm in Battle Network 6 now. Epic. I, I'm on the final game, and I've already well established at this point I'm going to 100% this game. Like, I'm going to get all the standard chips, all the mega chips, all the giga chips, like do everything in this game because it's the finale. Oh, yeah. Just because because, you know, the legacy collections coming out and speaking, speaking of what this is. Uh, impromptu question for you, Riley, because uh, you like the Battle Network series, yeah? Yeah. With the legacy collection, if it is confirmed to have online multiplayer. Would you be interested in doing like a Pixels, either potentially weekly or, yeah, probably weekly uh, Battle Network nights? Uh, that'd be fucking base, sure. Okay, cool. Is it also? Uh, I like the, the fun there. It, is it Switch exclusive or is it for all the consoles? Oh no, it's Switch. Just Switch, okay. Uh, Switch, PS4, uh, Switch, and PlayStation, I believe, and okay, Steam. so it is coming out on PS4. I might have to yeah, buy it on be... both because I know you're going to want it on Switch. Oh yeah, I, honestly, I I'm buying both on both because I want. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to show Capcom that I'm wanting to support them. Oh, for sure. I might buy and, both and too. I'm, I'm going to go out of my way now at this point to buy the other Legacy collections, like the Mega Man and Mega Man X ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, I'm tempted. I want to play Mega Man Seven specifically. Do the do the legacy collections have save states? I believe so, yeah. Because I know recently I talked to a friend, and we were talking about Mega Man, and I was like, "Yeah, the Mega Man series is fucking dope. There's a a lot of crazy cool shit that I really love and respect, but I'm just really bad in video games, <laughs> so I can't beat like a traditional Mega Man game in the traditional sense." And she was like, "Dude, just use save states." And and then I I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, "Wow, I could do that." <laughs> So yeah, that now you, that you could. So now I'm tempted to play some of the Mega Man games, specifically Mega Man Seven, because a lot of people, a lot of people criticize Mega Man Seven because it came out after Mega Man X and it went back to Mega Man's roots. But it's a, it's a really, it's a really cool looking classic Mega Man game. I love the SNES aesthetic they went with. The bosses look beautiful. The game sounds great. Mega Man Seven is like, out of all the Mega Mans I've seen, besides like the Mega Man X series, because it's in a league of its own. But like. Mm -hmm. The original Mega Man, as far as that's concerned, Mega Man 7 looks like the most amazing one to me, aesthetically-wise, at the very least. Cool. So I'm going to play some Mega Man 7 soon. Maybe I'll buy the collection, or maybe I'll play it on the emulator, or maybe both, even. I think that's uh, that's it for Pokemon Variety Hour, not Mega Man Variety Hour. Yeah, Mega Man Variety Hour coming soon to a, to a podcast <laughs> catcher near Fucking you. Fucking bet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, for Pokemon Variety Hour. Oh, fuck. Where you can find me is <laughs> anchor.fm slash Riley Megafeed. Um, that's the Riley Podcast Megafeed. There's all sorts of cool podcasts there, and then the links in the description is everything else that we do, or that I do, rather. Also, you know, Pokemon Variety Hour-wise, uh, there is a Discord server you can join, and then you can talk to me in the channels or DM me. I'm all ears. I'm all ears. Fuck you. <laughs> And, yeah, thank you for listening. For Pokemon Variety Hour, I've been Riley. I have been your your host, Shinji, and I'm now gonna Pokemon Go back outside to try to find those fucking Galarian birds. 
<laughs> Alright. <laughs> well, see you later, folks.